Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Uber, one rental at a time. How are you doing? It is Sunday, February 20th. Again, it's Sunday of a three-day weekend. Monday is President's Day, so no stock market open, but we will be back speaking with Mr. Greg Dickerson, our weekly Monday expert tomorrow, so tune in for that. Before we get started on the day, let's congratulate two more people that did the work, got their deal. Uh, first up, Arthur, congratulations for getting your deal and for doing the work. Arthur let me know that he had to submit over 30 offers in the last six months to get this deal done. So Arthur, congratulations for doing the work, staying disciplined. I know this market is not easy but it is worth it. So congratulations, Arthur. Your card will go out in the mail today. Actually, I guess Tuesday, because they're not going to pick up today or tomorrow. Or or Suhas, congratulations for getting your deal. I think you said this is number 12 for you, maybe 11. I forget. An impressive number nonetheless. Suhas, congratulations for getting your deal. A couple things I want to point out. Yesterday, Five o'clock Pacific, I put out a very important video. I put out a video kind of going deeper into Fresno's affordability index. I understand that I'm in a special place because California puts this out and I can collect this data all the way back to 1980. But if you watch that video, I believe most of you can recreate it for your area. Sure, you may your index may not be 0 to 100. Maybe it's 0 to 200. Maybe you have to calculate your own variation. Keep in mind, median price, assume a standard deposit of either 10 or 20%, either way, but don't change that, and get area median income. That last one is, when my research, the hardest to get. Because you are not, in my example, looking for California median income or L.A. median income. You are instead looking for, in my example, Fresno County median income. That video going back to 1980 clearly shows you a couple of things. First, when affordability crashes, which means less and less and yes, less and less people in your area can afford to buy the average home. That video, that data, that information is what I used in one rental at a time to sell my houses. Folks, I am not a perma bull single family homes. I am a data driven individual. In my market, Fresno affordability crashed in I think it was 2005, 2006, You have all the data in the video. So we 1031 out of all of our houses. It is not about price. These people talking about price are doing you a disservice. Do the work. Fresno County today, median price is $350,000. That is nearly a hundred grand over last peak. 
to watch the kids in their base, mom's basement talk about this, it should crash. But when you look at price, rate, and income, you will see very clearly that while Fresno is on the lower end of affordability at 40%, it is by no means 20%. There is a lot of room in price, interest rates, and the big thing is income. What we are going to do at the close of this video is we are going to do math. If you want to play along, get a piece of paper because we are going to do math together. People do not appreciate how little changes in wages can make that payment affordable. And if you've been following my channel for any length of time, you know that I believe we are in a wage spiral. The individual employee has more power today to get a higher wage than any time in my adult life. Go get your money. Truth be told, as a hiring manager, you are probably going to have to change employers. If you want a little bump of 3 4 5%, stay where you are at. You want 10 15 or 20 go to a competitor. It is that simple. Again, get a piece of paper. We are going to do math together. <coughs> Excuse me. So a couple of things I read this morning before we get into the math. Bank of America is out saying that they see increasing rise in recession risk. They actually see the Fed raising rates seven to eight times every meeting. We are going to talk about that later. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. But yes, they see Fed taking uh, the rates to one and three quarters, perhaps 2% before the end of the year. Yes, folks, that will dent uh, real estate, commercial real estate. When you have to refi, it will hurt stocks, all of that. Again, they are most bearish on technology stocks and credit-based stocks. Peloton, interesting article from Peloton's new CEO, and what I want you, to, want you to ask yourself is how many companies in the last two years did the same thing? Peloton's new CEO, quite simply, the company spent dollars and time on things that didn't matter. Said another way, Peloton got high on their own supply. Think Zoom. Think Netflix, think all of these companies who had a good two-year run, they got enamored with their stock price and they got lazy or they let their egos do more. There are companies that lost out on building industrial strength balance sheets that will have to sell themselves or go out of business. In, in essence, Peloton got caught in the halo and stopped doing the work, again, from Peloton's new CEO. Pretty harsh. Pretty harsh, yeah. But I would say accurate. Wall Street is now expecting inflation to take down asset prices. And most specifically, it will cause companies to delay deals. Folks, if you remember, like we talked about, I think it was Microsoft buying Activision. Right now, because a lot of those deals are done with debt, 
there will be a lot of deals that don't get done as they figure out where the debt market is going. Wells Fargo had an interesting article about credit spreads widening. Folks, on Friday, we had Stephen Dow from Velocity Mortgage talk about the, what did he call it? The floor rate, base rate? A floor rate, I think. How all non-QM lenders have seen their floor rate rise. That is because credit spreads are widening. The people that are buying these securitized debt, frankly, want a higher rate. So if you didn't know where the Fed meetings are coming up, let me give you the dates right here. The next one is March 15th and 16th, then May 3rd and 4th, June 14th, 15th, July 26th, 27th. That's three months in a row. That's Those would be some interesting months, months to watch. Then we have September 20th and 21st, November 1st and 2nd, and finally December 13th and 14th. Given that uh, Bank of America thinks we are going to do a quarter point at each of these, I thought I would give you what I am thinking. Again, this is a complete guess. My crystal ball is as broken as yours, but this is what I see. I see 50 basis points in March. My thoughts on that haven't changed in six months. I see a follow-on 25 basis point move in May, and then a 25 basis point move in June. We will go up one point by the middle of June. Then, just because, I think July they will take a break, followed by September and November both being a quarter point. So I see one and a half points in 2022, followed by a point in 2023. I might sneeze. So these are the things that I see coming. Why is that? One. There's this thing called the base rate, the inflation base rate. It actually turns in the Fed's favor in May. Right now, it is basically accelerating inflation. It does turn in their favor in May. Uh, Unfortunately, June, June is when we will see the largest impact of rent. Rent equivalent today is a joke. 3.2%. In fact, we've done the math on this channel showing that if you took in the true 14 or 14.8, CPI is over 10. Uh, But that peaks in June, so we shall see. Uh, What else do we have? So before we do the math, a couple more things. We have China developer. uh, How would you say that? I'm going to say Zenro says that it uh, doesn't have funds to pay its March debt. Folks, what you have going on in China that is mainly invisible because they don't want to tell us and don't want to admit it is China's consumers who had for decades bet on housing as their path to wealth, their path to a better future, got burned. Now they have stopped buying. And when you stop buying, the developer's cash flow statement, right, the top of the cash flow, money stops coming in. And you just wither and die. It's like blood or oxygen for a business. When property developers don't have sales, they die. It's going to happen to probably more than half of China's developers unless the government comes in and bails them out. Well, folks, it looks like the Olympics finishes today, or I guess maybe it's finished already. Lots of talking heads on TV have said Russia is going to wait until the Olympics over so it doesn't hurt his friend. Well, guess what? 
it's over. Also, remember what we talked about on Friday, the bond market was sending a pretty clear signal that they thought something would happen. So we shall see. I think the next 36 or 48 hours could be telling. Again, let's all wish for nothing. Let's just, uh, let's wish for diplomacy. Let's wish for no loss of life. And we just keep on keeping on. Uh, two more thing, one more thing, and then we'll get into the math. How many high flyers like Peloton wasted time and money the last two years? There were a lot of companies that for whatever reason were in the right place at the right time and had an amazing two-year run. The party's over. Did they take advantage of it? Did they add new capabilities? Or did they waste it and just look at their stock price every day? Some companies will pay the ultimate price. The key is who will those be? Okay, let's do some math. Hopefully you got a piece of paper and you're ready to go. So one thing to remember, my affordability index highlighting when it will crash. Price and interest rates. Lots of people talk about rising prices, rising rates, going to crash housing. I keep talking about the 50-year spreadsheet. Nobody listens. So we're going to talk about wages. And I'm going to highlight how just a little increase in wages keeps housing affordable. So here we go. Let's assume you're buying a $300,000 house. Let's assume you put 10% down or $30,000. If a year ago or six months ago, you got a 3.2% interest rate, your fully burdened principal interest, not taxes, not insurance, just PI, principal and interest, would have been $1,431. Simple math, you can pull out a mortgage calculator and check it for yourself. Let's assume that you missed 3.2%, but you want to buy the same $300,000 house with the same 10% down, and now your rate is 4.2%. Your payment goes up to $1,584, or a rise of $153 a month. I'm not done. Let's raise it one more time. Let's raise it from 4.2% to 5.2%. Same 300K house, same 10% down. At 5.2%, your payment now is $1,746. Or an increase of $162 over your 4.2%. So together, what is that? $315 if you were going up two points. So now let's do some math and realize, hey, how much of a wage increase do I need to afford those new payments? Because again, price and rising rates are two of the three variables we should be talking about. So we'll do the first one together. $153 a month was if it rose from 3.2 to 4.2. Simple math, $153 times 12, right? There are 12 months in a year, equals $1,836 extra dollars that you have to take out of your checking account to pay your mortgage. 
Okay, right? Got to remember that is net, not gross. So you've already paid taxes. Let's take that 1836 and assume you pay 20% taxes. So the gross amount would be $2,295. Okay? Basically, 1836 is net. I want the gross. So I take 18.36 divided by 0.8 gives me the gross number of $2,295. I need my income to go up $2,295. But wait. I want it to go up not by just $295. I want it to go up by 50% more than $2,295. So if you take $2,295 times 1.5 equals $3,442.50. Why is this important? Because this. How much do you how much more do you need to make to earn $3,442.50? The answer, folks, all you need is a raise of $1.66. It is simple math. Are you getting a $1.66 raise this year? If you did, you could afford. 4.2%. It's a dollar 66 an hour. That assumes full-time 2080 hours a year. It's not that much. This 5, 6, 7% wage increase people are getting, you're you can still afford and it's going to drive these negative YouTubers crazy. They don't like math. But wait, what if Rates go to 5.2%. Same math, right? 5.2% equals $162 a month times 12, $1,944. That grossed up with taxes goes to 2430. 2430 times 1.5, because you want to make more than just the payment, equals $3,695. Well, folks, in order to go from 4.2 to 5.2%, you need a whopping raise of $1.75 an hour. Folks, if we have zero wage inflation, yes, housing is going to get unaffordable. Do you think we're going to have zero wage growth this year? We are going to have probably record wage growth this year and probably record wage growth next year. If you are calling for a housing crash because you are looking at price and rates and not appreciating how little, little moves in wages can keep housing affordable, you are not paying attention. It is simple math. And I would argue most people, most people who could qualify to buy a home in 2020 most people will get a $1.66 raise this year. Shoot, I think most people will get a $3 raise this year. It is simple math. It is simple math. Hope you have a wonderful Sunday, folks. Again, that video yesterday talking about when a housing crash is coming, it is all about affordability. 
I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful Sunday. We will be back at it tomorrow. I think we're talking to Todd Baldwin and Dan later today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye.